All right, the news is out. Rory McIlroy is now golf's number one in the world. Or is he? What's going on, everybody? Jake Harris here. Episode number 10 of the Rough Golf Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. We're going to unpack the news that Rory McIlroy has jumped to golf's number one in the world, uh, just passing Scotty Scheffler, who's now the number two. This this is big news. I'm sure, I don't know if you guys saw the reaction um, Rory had in hearing the news, he was uh, he was very moved, emotionally moved, and uh, you know he's put a lot of hard work into um, earning this and getting to the point where he can now claim world golf number one. But there's some controversy that comes with this new title, namely being the fact that Live Golf and the golfers that participate on that tour are still not recognized by the official world golf rankings. So, the question that I pose is, Rory McIlroy really the world golf number one? Now, don't get me wrong. Rory is a fantastic player. I have no beef with his game. I understand he's very passionate about the PGA Tour, and he believes that that tour is the tour for him, and he's not really in love with the Live Golf Tour at all, which that might be a bit of an understatement. So it's not an attack on him or his playing style or ability or any of that. It's just a question that I'm posing to you guys out there. Does this make sense to you? Do you agree that Rory is truly golf's number one? I'm... I'm hung up on that. I'm not real sure right now because when you look at Dustin Johnson and what transpired with the team championship, his play, the number of W's he's got in his column this year on the Live Golf Tour, I mean, dude's on fire. But he's not moving up the world golf rankings. He's going down. So how is that fair? How is that a true representation of professional golf globally? I don't think it is. I don't think it's fair to those live golfers that they're not getting the official world golf ranking points. What do you guys think? Do you think Rory is truly golf's number one? I mean, the guy is good. He's, he's, a, he's a fantastic player. And it's not to say that he hasn't earned that position. But when you remove, you know, 15, 20 players that are top players in the field and put them on a different tour... Is this an equitable measurement of the global golf talent out there? I don't know. I'm not so sure that it is. I'm really not. You know, no disrespect to Rory. You've worked hard. I'm happy for you. But I just wonder how things would look if the live golf players uh, actually received official world golf rankings. You know, what, what would that change anything? I'm pretty sure it would. So I've been following the Live Golf Tour and the official World Golf Rankings to see when those players for Live will actually receive those points. And I think Live Golf took a step in the right direction by making that strategic alliance, which is what they called it, with the, uh, I believe it's pronounced MENA Tour, which is the Middle East and North African Tour, which is a feeder tour who does have rights to the official World Golf Ranking points. So I think Live Golf's hope was to make that alliance, and then thereby legitimize their players so that their players could get official World Golf ranking points. So 
Unfortunately, <laughs> the official World Golf Ranking Board came out and said, no, we are not going to allow that to happen. Live Golf players will not receive official World Golf Ranking points. So I did some digging to try to find out who was on the official World Golf Ranking Board and see why they are being so reticent to give Live Golf players their official World Golf Rankings. So I looked it up on my computer right here. And I'm going to read off the people that are on the board. According to the official World Golf Ranking website, their chairman is Peter Dawson. Then you have Will Jones, who's the executive director. He is a member of the Augusta National Golf Club. Then we've got PGA European Tour Keith Pelle. I hope I'm saying that right, or Pelle. Uh, he's chief executive. And then PGA of America, Seth Waugh. I hope I'm saying that right, chief executive officer. PGA Tour, Jay Monahan, who's the commissioner. Now, once I got to that, that name, I realized why there is such a brick wall between the official World Golf Ranking and Liv. Jay Monahan has done a lot to try to prevent the birth, if you will, of the Live Golf Tour and the growth of the Live Golf Tour. And we see right now that they're still having issues with that. You know, PGA doesn't want Live Golf Tour to exist. I understand that is a challenge to the PGA Tour. It is a challenge to many golf tours globally when you introduce a new golf tour. Everybody's competing for viewership. Everybody's competing for sponsorships. This is the nature of business, and professional golf is a business. Just like any other professional sport out there, it's a business. So Jay Monahan, commissioner of the PGA Tour, is on the official World Golf Rankings board, and I think that is probably a very large part of why Live Golf has not received their official World Golf Rankings. So with that information, that explains a lot as to why the Live Golf players are not receiving those official World Golf Ranking points. Also on the board was a member of Augusta National Golf Club, uh, Will Jones is his name. Now that's interesting because the majors use the official World Golf Ranking points when they're considering who will play in their events. So you've got several high-profile, big-name players in the Live Golf Tour that are not gaining points officially. So what does that mean for their debut in major championships? Technically, if you've won a major championship, then you have a certain number of years where you are automatically uh, going to receive an invitation to appear. Uh, what does this mean for those players that maybe are struggling to win a major but have the talent, have the ability to, um, but they jump to the Live Golf Tour? Now, will they ever get an opportunity to play in those majors? Will they ever get an opportunity to show their talent or display their talent? And golf's, in my opinion, four of golf's toughest challenges out there. That's a really good representation of some of the best skill out there when you condense it down to those playing fields in the four majors. So with the fact that uh, you've got Rory McIlroy, who's now number one, but that could be disputed because there are other golfers who haven't received points just because of the tour that they're playing on. You've got um, the official World Golf Ranking Board, which is skewed towards the PGA. It's got members. It's got board members that uh, don't want to see the Live Golf Tour go any further than it already has. So 
this is a difficult situation because you're denying some of the best players in the world um, stuff that they've earned. And just because they don't want to play on a certain tour doesn't mean that their skill and abilities shouldn't be recognized officially um, by winning or placing uh, in other golf events. So we need to rethink this, official World Golf Ranking Board members. Come on, let's, let's reconsider the player and not so much the organization, PGA versus Live, and think about what it's costing the players. You're penalizing the players. You're costing these players points, which in turn costs them the ability to play in major events. And that's just not, that's, that's harming the career of a golfer just because they decided they didn't want to play on your specific tour doesn't mean that they shouldn't be given the points that they've earned through their playing ability. I mean, these guys have put in everything to get to this point of professional golf. So why are they being punished just because they didn't want to play on one specific tour? Just because they decided to take their talent and their ability, go to a different tour, yes, make more money, I mean, is it is it odd that these golfers want to make more money? Look at every football team, basketball team, baseball team. It's all about who can pay the most and who can promote them the most. Who's going to, be, who's going to allow them to get the most play time for the most money? I mean, these guys have a limited window that they can compete competitively. So when you tell them, well, no, th- this is this is the purse that we're going to offer. And you're just going to have to live with that. You'll make, you make enough money as it is. Who is anybody to say that? If they've got the ability and Live Golf wants to pay them millions of dollars to play, they have the right to go over there and play on Live Golf Tour. It shouldn't be, you know, it's my way or the highway. And now it's trickling down. Well, it's, it's actually not trickling down, but it's been there for a while for the uh, world ranking points because you're holding that back from those live golfers who are playing just as hard and have earned those points. You know, no disrespect to Rory McIlroy. He's an amazing golfer, and I, I love to watch him play golf. He's got he's got some mad skill. But I want to question whether or not uh, the official world golf rankings are actually accurate at this point in time. Just because there are a lot of professional golfers that aren't receiving points, and yet they've earned them. Seems a little crazy to me, right? Does it seem crazy to anybody else? Now, there there is a positive to this, okay? There's a positive to the fact that, uh, you know, some golfers are receiving points and, and others aren't. Probably the most positive point that I can illuminate would be that the up-and-coming professional golfers who are on the development tours or who are very early on in their PGA uh, tour career are getting points and they're not having to compete in the same field because there are so many professional golfers that are not receiving points. So what does that do? I'm sure you've seen information and news about the what they call the bubble boys where the uh, the guys that are playing professional golf, maybe on the Corn Ferry Tour or one of the development tours, they're on the bubble between getting their PGA Tour card and staying in the development tours. Well, a lot of those guys have been bumped up because so many people have come down in the rankings because of the fact they're not putting points back in for the tournaments that they're playing on the Live Golf Tour. 
So this is a good thing for those guys who are up and coming who maybe would have struggled to break that bubble and get over the hump and get into a PGA Tour card. And for some of them, by getting onto the PGA Tour, they can live out a dream. Or they are given the opportunity to play to their fullest extent, which maybe on the Corn Ferry Tour, because it is so competitive, you can have one bad round and you're on that tour for another year instead of being on the PGA Tour, even though your game is up to that level. You just had a, a streak of bad luck. So this is a good thing for those young professionals that are, are getting into the PGA Tour and off of those development tours. I think that can be a good thing. I think that's going to introduce some new competition. But what happens when the world golf rankings are eventually forced in one way, shape, or form to give those points, those due points, to the players on the Live Golf Tour. It's going to switch everything up. I mean, it's going to take number ones, twos, threes, all, and it's just going to mix it all up, and you're going to see a huge change. I also don't know what the impact of uh, holding back on these points will mean. So if we finish out an official season, does that mean that when they finally do offer official World Golf ranking points that they're just going to start from the next golf season? Or will they retroactively award those points to the players who haven't received any so far, uh, even though they're playing in tournaments and posting Ws? So there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. The first thing would be to get over this battle between the PGA Tour and Live Golf and and using the official World Golf Ranking points as a weapon against the Live Golfers and uh, penalizing them. So, I mean, just think about this for a second. If, by some strange happenstance, Live Golf doesn't continue in the next season because there's a possibility if if the Saudi investment fund isn't actually seeing a return, then it's a bad investment. How long can that be sustained? Obviously, that's not good for business if you're not seeing a return on your investment. So does that mean that, let's say they say, okay, we're just going to go ahead and, and dissolve the tour. What happens to those players? Does that mean that, does that, mean that you're going to see a Dustin Johnson or a Cam Smith go back to the Corn Ferry Tour? Because that would be freaking awesome. And I mean, it would be, it would be bad, okay. And obviously, they don't need to be on a development tour because they're amazing players. But could you imagine? Could you imagine like uh, all of these high-level names, Kepka, DeChambeau, all these guys, because these guys didn't generate enough points that they fell out of ranking and back into a development tour status? That would just be, that would be crazy. I don't even know what that would look like. But, you know, I, I, I joke about that and, and laugh and, you know, it's funny to think about that. But that could be a reality, you know. If, if the PGA members that are on that board, the official World Golf Ranking Board, continue to hold back and to obfuscate and prevent these golfers from getting their due points, that's going to be a, a tough hill to climb for those golfers if Live Golf Tour goes out of business. You know, where are they going to play? It could mean the end for their career if the PGA is not willing to welcome them back. I think, however, the PGA will welcome them back. If that were to happen, there would be some sort of punishment 
or some sort of like suspension period or something and then be like, okay, you know, come, please come back into, you know, come back into the fold. We'll let you back in, but you've got to go through these steps to get back in because the PGA knows those top names, those household names bring viewers. It brings the audience in, which makes the sponsors happy by making the sponsors happy. The purses are higher. The events are nicer, so on and so forth. I mean, you, know, you guys know how this business works. So with the World Golf Rankings, Rory McIlroy being number one, I just want, you know, I want you guys to let me know what you think. Do you think Rory is truly number one? He, the man can play. I mean, he's got great golfing ability. But is he truly number one? I don't know. Something we'll, we'll, we need to debate. We need to get out there and talk about it. So guys, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please leave a rating or review. I would really appreciate it. Definitely helps out the show. And if you leave a rating or review, I will give a name drop on one of my future podcasts as a big shout out and thank you for your review. You will also get mentioned in the Rough Golf Hall of Fame. I know I'm the commissioner. So I can pull some strings for you in that case. Guys, thank you so much for listening. And as always, keep on swinging.